0: Take these diet pills, use this wrap, chug this magic shake, cook yourself boring separate meals from your family, do more cardio, eat less, cut out every food that you love. You just need more willpower and motivation. Misery is necessary. These are the messages that traditional dieting tell us. But the truth is, losing weight and getting fit doesn't have to be so damn hard, time consuming or draining. Seven years ago, I said, screw this. And I decided to go on a journey to find a better way. Now I'm in the best shape of my life after two kids, and I look and feel better in my 30s than I did in my 20s, and I have also helped save other moms from these old-school methods of weight loss and fitness. My mission is to help you break up with traditional dieting and fitness nonsense, to create a happy and sustainable healthy lifestyle, to strengthen your body and mind so that you can be the best version of yourself, to help you unleash your inner and outer strong moms. So throw out everything that you thought you knew about fitness and nutrition and come with an open mind. I'm Jessica May, fitness and nutrition coach for moms, and this is the Mom is the New Strong Show. Hey there, Strong Mom. Welcome back to another episode. Today, we're going to be talking about 10 common mistakes I see at... (laughs) That's not a good way to start, right? Let me get tongue tied 10 common mistakes I see in the gym as a personal trainer. I've been a personal trainer for going on three and a half years now (laughs) think about it for a minute Um, and I'm not saying that I know everything but I've been doing this for a long time also through my own personal journey I've been into fitness and health for seven plus years now and nutrition as well so I've learned a lot of things through hard knock like to be completely honest majority of things that I have learned are actually mostly through personal experiment experience and from learning from others that are further along in their journey you know, I did a course I learned quite a bit through my training, but honestly, there's really no way to um, replace just experience in themselves. So, these are things that I have seen uh, over the years, and I still see that people are doing these things in the gym. Um, these are also things that at one point in time, a lot of these things I did them too, you know. So, I'm not here to judge by any means. This is to help educate you, this is to help you make you. Uh, Um, see where you can maybe be getting better progress, right? Because we all want that, especially if we're busting our butts in the gym. So let's dive right in. So number one is not prioritizing or doing free weights and compound exercises. Let me break this down. If this is sounds like blah, 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 (laughs) like it just sounds like another language, like what do you mean free weights and compound exercises? So what I will see is that people are prioritizing other types of forms of exercise, whether that be you know on the treadmill or some uh, maybe using the weight machines and things like that, versus using free weights, which are your dumbbells, your barbell, your um, kettlebell, things that are not attached to like a machine, things that are just like freeform weights. And then what I mean by compound exercises. These are exercises that should be a staple in any strength training exercise program. These are also exercises that I believe they should be for and front most on the beginning of your exercises as well. These are things like, these are squats, deadlifts, bench press, uh, uh, shoulder press with barbell. Uh, Did I say deadlift? Oh, bench. (laughs) I think bench. So once again, that's your deadlift, squatting, bench, overhead, um, barbell, um, shoulder press. And yeah, so those are things that you should, those should be staples in your exercise plan no matter what. I always have, um, you know, I almost want to put in hip thrusters just because I just love those exercises. And and that's um, something that's been a staple in my, my glute programs. But really, those are the exercises you should start your exercise with. You shouldn't be <clears throat> prioritizing these weight machines because they're not giving you the most bang for your buck. So a compound exercise means that these are exercises that you are using multiple muscle groups. You're recruiting multiple muscle groups to perform that exercise. So a lot of these, all actually all of these, even your bench will, if you are doing it properly, will engage your core. So you are you're really getting more bang for your buck when you put these exercises into your workout programs. And so whenever we are doing a lot of these things on machines like you're probably thinking oh well why do I have to do uh, a bench press for my chest when I can go over here and I can do this machine that's a chest press and the thing is well That machine is taking away you having to stabilize yourself. That machine is letting you sit there and you're not having to use your core or anything else but your chest. You're not getting the most out of that exercise when you could be doing it on a bench. So those are things that you need to start incorporating in your strength training plan if you already are not doing that. If you're not squatting. If you are not deadlifting, if you are not benching, if you are not overhead, pre- or if you are not um, shoulder pressing. You need to start adding those things into your programming um, and you will notice a big difference. Now, if you're somebody that you're like, well, I can't bench the barbell yet. I can't squat a barbell yet. Then start with dumbbells. Start somewhere. Start with free weights and work your way up. This is what I do with my clients. Majority of women, I don't think I've had any woman that I've trained so far that already can you know, properly squat with a barbell or bench with a barbell. We work up to that. You progress to that. You don't, you just don't overnight get there or you just don't walk in the gym a lot of the time starting, um, starting to do those kinds of things. Uh, and if you do, then you're a little bit ahead of most people and, and that's good too. So like I said, you need to start prioritizing free weights and compound exercises and stop prioritizing machines. Machines have a place. I tell my clients you can do those at towards the end of your workout. Or say if I get a client that it's just it just um really out of shape hasn't really been it hasn't worked out in a long time maybe a little bit older we might start on the machines at first and really you know get a feel for how things are supposed to feel kind of increase our strength first before we move on to the free weights and compound uh, more compound exercises um with barbells and things like that but really i believe anybody can start with free weights right all you do is just, if you, if, if you can only start with the five pound dumbbells, that's fine. It's somewhere you're starting with and you're, and you're going to get more out of doing that free weight exercise versus the machine. All right. So number two is women doing side bends with weights, thinking it will shrink their waist. <laughs> this one drives me crazy. This is, um, this is like really grinds my gears. What is it? Um, family guy, whenever he, he gets on that TV show and he's like, well, you know, it really grinds my gears. This is, this is it for me. Like women doing side bends with weights. And so what do I mean by that? If you're not, you're like, okay, what does that mean? It's like women, most of the times they'll be holding like a weight plate and they're bending to the side and they think that this is whittling away their love handles. It's actually doing the opposite. (laughs) And there's so many times where I want to go up and tell these women, I'm like, okay, maybe it's not my place. Um, it's okay. I used to do them too, but I want you to think about this ladies. What happens when you strength train a muscle? What happens? It gets bigger. (laughs) So if you are strength training your obliques, your side abs with weight, what do you think is going to happen? It's going to get bigger. You're going to start having more of a boxy appearance. You're going to look more like a man, (laughs) you know, like that boxy man look versus that nice waist that we want. So unless you are looking for that kind of look and you want to look boxy, go ahead and keep doing the side bends with the weights. But I don't think that's majority of us women. So only stick to using weights when you are doing your whenever you're working your middle abs. That's the only time you should be using weight. When it comes to your side abs, do not use weight on those. Just use body body weight only. All right. And, and you'll be way better off and you'll like your appearance way better. Um, so that was number two, the common mistake I see. Number three is neglecting strength training or only lifting weights through circuit training. So this is just not even strength training at all. And you will learn quickly if you are somebody that's new to the podcast or new to following me that I am all about strength training. When I train people in the gym, I will tell them, I'm not going to do cardio with you. Like you can do that on your own if you want to do it, but we're going to actually learn how to strength train. We're going to learn how to do proper lifts um, and and how to program your own programming for strength training, because that's going to give you the most benefit, whether you're trying to lose weight or you're trying to gain muscle, you're just trying to be healthy. You know, there's so much science out now showing that strength training is where it's at. Not cardio and um you know cardio holds its place but it's not superior over strength training And the next thing I put on here is only lifting weights through strength uh, circuit training. So what do I mean by that? A lot of us women are naturally we are we gravitate more to cardio and cardio type workouts. So what I will see by strength training, I mean, we're doing lighter weights and you're just going through one exercise after another. There's no rest period. There's no real rep uh, lower rep ranges. It's just like it's like lifting weights in a cardio fashion is what strength training is. And there's nothing wrong with strength training. Sometimes I do that for a cardio day or something, but that is not, by no means the bulk of my strength training session. Wait, hold up. Okay, guys, sorry. I meant to say circuit training. I said strength training a couple of times. I'm coming back and editing this. And just to clarify, I am talking about circuit training circuit training is whenever you're doing a bunch of weights lighter weights in a high in a faster fashion right so just to recap I'm talking about circuit training circuit training is what I do on a cardio day sometimes not strength training strength training is what you want to be doing okay now back to the episode And I don't ever do circuit training with clients. Like that's just, no, we're going to get more by doing strength training where we're actually focusing on improving our strength, doing rep ranges between three to 12 to 15 reps, somewhere in between there and sticking to that. You're going to see a lot better results doing that. And I know in your head, ladies, I understand you're, you're probably thinking, well, I burn way more calories doing the circuit training than I do with strength training. And I want you, you know, this is actually another good podcast to explain this, but just going to give it to you in a nutshell, the long run, you're actually burning more calories by pushing yourself through strength training by lifting heavy than circuit training, even though during the exercise, your fitness watch or whatever shows that you're burning less calories throughout the day. I mean, throughout the the days to come, the hours to come, strength training, when you're lifting heavier weights... It's your metabolism is revved up to 48 hours afterwards because your body has to recover. So it uses a lot of energy afterwards to recover from that strength training session. So you're actually burning more calories in the end. And not only that, you're revving your metabolism, you're gaining muscle. The more muscle you have, the higher your metabolism is, the more food you can enjoy without gaining weight. It's just a win win situation. You're going to look toned, you're actually going to be burning more fat. So listen to me. <laughs> And start strength training, start pushing yourself, start doing, you know, if you're new to it, stick to the eight to 12 rep ranges, 10 to 12 reps is about what I will start women on. Because it's a little bit higher, they can start getting a feel for the weights. I don't, you know, g- cutting down to really doing, focusing on strength at like three to six rep ranges are something that I do with clients that have, they already got the movements down. They already know how to do the exercises. They do feel comfortable with um, the weights at that point, And now it's ready to, you're ready to progress, right? And go up. But I wouldn't suggest if you're new to lifting weights that you start there, you know, like I said, start to the like eight, 10, 12 rep range, somewhere around there for three to four sets for whatever exercise that you're doing. Um, that was number three. Now, number four is just over exercising in general. And a lot of the times I see this with women doing cardio. Uh, I don't really see this per se with um, weightlifting or strength training as much. But the thing is, I want you ladies to realize that when you're over exercising, you're doing more harm than good. And how do you know when you're over exercising? well, you're going to feel worse after your sessions. You're going to feel tired all the time. You're going to feel drained, especially after exercise. And for me, I tell women, I, I don't think that we should be exercising more than an hour and a half to two hours at the most a day. And then on top of that, if you're doing something that's really taxing and hard on your body, I don't even think, I mean, I think that's really pushing it. Most of my workouts, it's I'm in an hour to an hour and a half, I'm out, I'm done. And I'm not, doing anything crazy. I'm pushing myself through strength training, yes, but I um program my exercise plan where there's days I go heavy and then there's days I, I I still push myself, but I don't every day I don't go in and just just hammer my body. Like I'm not gonna do that because when you are over exercising, you're more prone to have an ax ac- uh, an injury. Um you know there's also over exercising some other ways that you know you're doing that is even depression it can cause depression it can cause um you being moody another thing I've noticed with myself and uh, I don't know maybe this I think this happens with other women as well and there's uh, uh, certain studies to kind of show that you know when you over exercise especially with cardio that you're like hungry all the time and this is another reason I don't really care for cardio and I don't really per se need it I rather um you know, adjust my calories accordingly, but... If I do too much cardio, I am so hungry that it just doesn't even justify doing it because I'm going to eat double the amount of calories that I just burned. It's just That's just the way my body reacts and that's another reason I just don't really care for cardio. So that's another thing. If you're finding yourself just f- like freaking hungry all the time too, you could be over exercising and your exercise is only as good as your recovery, which goes into point number five. This mistake is neglecting recovery. Um, this should be just as important as your workout. If you are wanting to see results, um, I think a lot of us, of course, we like, a lot of us, you know, we grow grow fond of exercising. It makes us feel good. There's all those other benefits. of course we want to look good too, right? Like you want to see the progress for the work that you're putting in. And when you neglect recovery, your body is not able to come back better from that exercise. If you didn't realize exercise is a stressor on your body. And, and just like anything, right? If we over (laughs) overcome something, we come back stronger, but you need to give your body what it needs to recover and come back stronger. And that is your sleep, water, nutrition. Those are things that your body really needs to recover. For example, If I get less than six hours of sleep, I will not go in the gym and work out. I just won't do it. It's just to me, I'm not for one, I'm not going to be able to give as much into my workout. And for two, I'm already stressed out, right? I think about that in my life. Like if if uh, also, for example, when I'm sick. That's another stressor. Your body can only handle so much stress, so we got to take into account that exercise is a stressor, and it's a good stressor when our body can handle it. So you got to think: Have I got enough sleep? Am I feeling up to it? Am I good? Am I am I recovering from something else? Um, did I eat enough food? Am I drinking enough water? Those kinds of things really need to be looked at, and we, it, you know, the they are like I said, they're just as important as the workout. But I see people neglecting that they're not taking care of their body to recover and then they're going in um, and doing these hard workouts and beating and essentially beating up their body So ladies, please don't neglect recovery. It's really important. So that was number one, two, three, four. That's number five. Number six is lifting with improper form. So this is just an injury, uh, injury. This is just a recipe for injury and, you know, continuing to actually program your body to move in bad form. So this really, I see this happen a lot in the gym where, People are squatting and they're trying to lift weight. Most of the, actually, I see this more with men. They, they're trying to lift weight and their form is just horrible. And so, the more that you repeat that pattern, that form, the the more it becomes programmed, and that's just how you move. And then you start getting muscle imbalances, and you're probably going to have start having other, you know, issues in your body, joint issues, things like that, because you're just imbalanced because you continue to repeat this bad form. So this is why that there's mirrors in the gym. This is also why. If you're getting started seeing a personal trainer or even just having a friend that's been doing it for a while, watch your form because this happens, especially as you go up in weight. Um, even if you've been exercising for a long time, the more you are taxing your body, the more likely you're going to break form. And it always helps if there's somebody there to kind of show that to you. Or you can even watch yourself in the mirror. I do this all the time. There's nothing wrong with watching yourself in the mirror. When I first started going to the gym years and years ago, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so vain. <laughs> like, I'm going to sit here and watch myself work out. I totally didn't understand. I do not totally get it. But now it's, I understand that, you know, there's a reason why there's mirrors there. So you can watch Form. It's not so you can like check yourself out the whole time, which I, if you want to do that every once in a while, that's fine, <laughs> right? <laughs> Selfies. But anyway, so lifting with improper form is just a recipe for injury all right, especially also your are programming your body to move in a bad way. There are things you can do like the Also, the Internet is amazing, right? Like there's just so many good resources out there. You can look on YouTube. Bodybuilding.com has a really good resource of exercises. Actually, when I first started years ago, that's actually where I learned how to do form and kind of practiced with it was by watching videos from the database exercise database on bodybuilding.com. <laughs> that was kind of like my little education thing when I first started out. And then of course, doing things with low weights until you get better form. There's nothing wrong with that. I know I said to push yourself earlier, you know, by lifting Uh, more weights but the thing is if your form is not good then you're for one you're not getting the most out of that exercise even if you go heavier and you're just asking for disaster so really learning proper form is so important the next thing is not properly doing isolation exercises. So what do I mean by that? So isolation exercises are exercises where you're just working one, where you're really focusing on hitting one particular muscle group. Of course, we're never just using one muscle. You're you're recruiting secondary muscles for lifts and things like that, but you are essentially, you're isolating um, a certain muscle group. For example, bicep curl, you're trying to isolate your bicep, right? So you can, ex- so you can, Um, work that one muscle but what I see happening is people are not isolating so what they'll be doing is example like maybe they're swinging their body too much and and they're using their body into the lift um, or they're just not properly doing this is going back to proper form where they're really isolating and 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 getting that one muscle so when I am um, having a session with a client I try to Really get them more in tune with their mu- with their muscle and mind connection because there is there's a mind to muscle connection. So it, even though you could be going through the motion of actually doing an exercise, if you're not really connected to that muscle, you're not getting the most out of it. And so this also goes to improper form. If you're not doing the full range of motion of an exercise, you are essentially your you're leaving progress on the table. Like even if you are going up in weight, you're better off dropping the weight. If, if that means that you'll be able to do the f- full range of motion for that exercise, you'll actually get more out of that exercise when you do it correctly. So I hope that makes sense. So really understanding how these, what what muscle group are you working? Are you really working that? Are, you know, It sometimes it takes concentration. For example, back muscles. For one, you can't really see that working in the mirror. And those are kind of hard. Those are some muscles that are kind of hard to really activate. So really starting to be in tune with that, not just going through the motion of the exercise and thinking that you're really getting the the most out of it. You have to be feeling that. If you're if you're not activating that muscle, then you're really not getting much out of that exercise, even if you're doing the motion. So keep that in mind. The next thing is not progressing in your fitness program. So what does that mean? So sometimes I will see women. I'll see women going into the gym and it's been months and they're still lifting the same weight and they're still doing the exact same program. They're still doing the same amount of reps, things like that. You are not progressing. So if you want to get toned, if you want to get stronger, you have to progress. Progressive overload is how we do that. So how do we do that? This this is what's really fun about strength training. Yes, a majority of the time I'm doing like the same amount of uh, the same exercises but there's variables that can be manipulated to keep progressing that can be switching up your rep ranges like i said going between three to 12 15 rep ranges even messing with your rest periods can do that too you know uh another thing is of course going up in weight like you should be progressing especially in the beginning we call those newbie gains it's really you're going to progress a lot faster in the beginning so really and that's what makes it fun. I think once you start seeing that you go up in strength, you're like, oh, man, I feel like a badass. Like, I can totally do this. And that also creates more motivation. But also realizing as you, the further you're doing this or the longer you're on this journey, it's, it's going to, those um, increases in strength are going to get further and further apart because you're starting to reach like your max. All right. But in the beginning, it's really fun and you should be progressing faster. Right, so we should be pushing ourselves. You know, when when something gets really easy, you know, I like I tell clients the last couple of reps should really, you should really be giving it your all with, but not feeling like you're gonna break form. You should never break form. Like we shouldn't do that because then we're risking, like I said, injury. We're not doing the the um, exercise correctly. We're not getting the most out of it. So as long as you're not breaking form. And you're really pushing yourself, then you know that's a good weight. If it starts to get easier, guess what? You need to go up on weight, right? So, really take that into consideration if you want to really progress and see and continue to see results and not plateau that you need to progress in your programming. The next thing, number nine, is using foam pads for squatting. I don't see this as much as I used to see this, and I actually used to use foam pads. Now, the (laughs) the only way that I use a foam pad is for hip thrusting. That is, to me, that's like the only reason that we should ever use a foam pad. And this is the reason why. When we use a foam pad, it creates more inches, more barrier between us, our bodies, and the bar that actually will change the center of gravity by adding those inches on. And it actually changes the biomechanics of a squat. It actually encourages bad bar placement by putting the bar way too high on our neck. And that can also lead to injury. All these things lead to a less effective squat. And then it's also, like I said, it's just going to promote bad um bad squat mechanics and we don't want that so don't use a foam pad oh there goes my phone don't use a foam pad and you know if the bar i'm gonna put a link of re- a really good resource in the show notes which is going to be from mind pump i love i love those guys by the way and it's a short video on youtube that actually explains this and explains how you should hold the bar um if you are having issues like the bar hurts and things like like that you know why that could be um and i'll put that on the show notes for you but really encourage you to not use a foam pad whenever squatting let's not do that and then the final one is static stretching to warm up before exercising this is an old an old belief this is i think you know a lot of things you know that we used to believe was based on science and then we have better science that comes out and tells us otherwise and that happens. And there's like, this is happening all the time. Like guys, I can think of things like I used to think were, were the best things. And then something came out and said otherwise. And this happens like every year. So as a personal trainer, as somebody in the fitness and nutrition industry, like we have to be humble and be, be okay to say like, Oh yeah, I used to believe this. And you know, in all honesty with all, we always want what's best for our clients, but sometimes we, you know, we, we, uh, we think one thing and then later on as we advance, as things advance, then we learn otherwise. And this is one of those is static stretching to warm up before exercising everybody used to do this. We used to think this was the best thing. And what I mean by static stretching is like holding a a position for like 60 seconds, 30 to 60 seconds. And that's how you would warm up. But actually, science studies have shown they're showing otherwise. Like that is not the best way. And you're actually going to promote injury that way. And not only that, but also let me Oh gosh, I don't know. I'm burping. <laughs> um, let me share with you this little article real fast. But it says, according to a recent study published in the Journal of Strength and Conditioning Research, engaging in passive static stretching prior to lifting weights could make you feel weaker and less stable during your workout. It actually shows that it reduces muscle strength by nearly five point five percent if the stretch was held for ninety seconds or more. Uh, cuts muscle power by two percent reduces explosive uh, muscular performance by nearly 3%. Now, not only does it do that, but it says that now it actually shows that there's a decrease in the blood flow within the tissue whenever you actually do these static stretches, which is crazy to think because we actually thought that it helped us warm up right like we're thinking oh this is good we're gonna get this but the thing is it's actually setting you up to have more injury I think it also had said where did it say it said oh yeah it said in short static stretching may cause uh, damage to your muscles and tendons which may be why studies show it worsens muscle um, performance so what do we do so then we did so now really what is recommended what's shown that is better is doing dynamic stretching so what does that mean that's like Movement type stretching that's like doing multiple body squats, doing like arm circles, or uh, I'm trying to think of some other ones off the top of my head, but really anything that is dynamic where you're moving, where you're like walking, lunges, squats like I said, arm circles, things like that, where you're not holding your muscle in a stress position that actually will increase blood flow and that will actually um, actually help you to, yeah, um, improve circulation and increase the elasticity of your muscle joints. So that's really what we need to be doing. And of course, static stretching can have its place, but it's for after your workouts. That's the only time I do it, um, or, or recommend it. So when you are getting ready to exercise, no more static stretching, you're actually could be promoting yourself to have an injury. So I hope that you learned something today and, um, you know, at least one thing I really feel confident you have. And I want to hear, I'm wondering which one of these things are the things that you need to change. Let's, let's, let me recap this before we go, because we did talk about quite a bit. So number one, these are the 10 most common mistakes I see uh, in the gym as a personal trainer. Number one is not prioritizing or doing free weights and compound exercises. Number two is women doing side bends, thinking that it shrinks their waist when it's actually remember it's actually doing the opposite. Number three is neglecting strength training or only lifting weights in a circuit training fashion which is like basically like cardio with weights the number four is over exercising number five is neglecting recovery remember sleep water nutrition is important number six is lifting with improper form remember this is a recipe for injury um, you know and you're just programming your body to move in a bad form the next one is not properly doing isolation exercises. Number eight is not progressing in your fitness program. Number nine is using foam pads for squatting. And number 10 is static stretching to warm up before exercises. So there you have it. Thanks for joining me today. And I hope you found this um, found this helpful. I hope this is something that you can take with you this week into the gym. And if you know me in person and you see me at the gym and you want more explanation on anything, don't, don't be a stranger. Come, uh, come find me let's, let me explain this to you more or if you, um, need more help with this, but, um, I'll leave you ladies with that and I'll see you in the next show. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Mom is New Strong podcast. If you found this helpful or enjoyed the show, please leave me a review and tell me about it. I'd love to hear from you. Also, if you want to get started, go over to momisthenewstrong.com forward slash free meal plan to download your one week meal plan that will help you kickstart fat loss and promote lean muscle. Plus help you save five hours raw meal planning all while eating healthy with your family. Until next time, go out there and be the strong mom that you are.